Welcome to our first ever podcast here on Hilton Head Island, the town of Hilton Head Island. We don't have a name yet, so we're going to work on that, too. This is all a work in progress, everybody, just so we understand ourselves. So I have the things I need, which are Mayor Alan Perry, Town Manager Mark Orlando, who are going to give you a little insight into what's going on in Hilton Head Island, into themselves as oh, well while we're okay. here. A little behind-the-scenes look occasionally, I think, is what we're going for here. Mark is so scared, I can't even tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not scared. He is panicked too, I'm that I'm going to do scared. something It's bad, just maybe so. I shouldn't have sat in, the, in between the two of you. That's oh, you're afraid that, of that? That's, that's what why it is. I put you there. That's what it, what it is. Well, learned. let's start with some of the simple factors. I mean, Alan, you've been on the island. I used to say 40 years, and you always correct me afterwards. So I was trying to make you younger. Thanks, I apparently I failed that. somewhere. But uh, why don't you talk to me a little bit about just sort of how long you've been here, sort of the background in case somebody doesn't know. Sure. Yeah, so... Um, Family started coming here in 1968. We lived here in the summers uh, up until 72 when we moved down full time. My dad, uh, we came in from Charlottesville, Virginia, but my dad packed everybody up and said, we're going to Hilton Head. He had bought a couple of businesses here and uh, so moved all six of us down and pretty much have been here ever since. <laughs> Haven't leave. Well, you left for a little bit. Well, I went you? off to college for a little bit. We came right. back. Yeah. You still had to come back. The draw of Hilton Head. Is it the water? What was it that brought you back? I know you love to go boating. So You know, it, it, it really is everything um, from the beaches, from the lifestyle, from the bike paths. I mean, just is everything. And, and, you know, it was hometown. It was in my blood. So it was the place to be. One, one point in time, I looked at leaving, going to Atlanta, um, went up there, had a job offer uh, with a headhunter group. And on the way home, I'm like, what am I doing? People spend their entire lives trying to get to Hilton Head. So. Right. That's because you just got stuck in traffic one too many times in Atlanta and said, I'm never doing that again. Never. So, absolutely. Right. Mark, meanwhile, not been here 50 years by any means. Mm, so no. it came from the great frozen north. That's right. Canada. 1997, I moved here. I moved here really as an intern. Town, town of Hilton Head Island. I think I've told that story a couple times, but it, it feels uh, not that long ago, but then also a lifetime ago. I moved here in 1997. I always, always remember showing up late night, probably 8 o'clock, rolling into Hilton Head Island back in 1997, really wondering what my internship would, would lead to. Um, and so what really, what, what really drew me here was starting my career fresh out of college, trying to make my way, pave my own path, and uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm a little older, 52 years old now. <laughs> Yeah, it's a similar story that we hear right now, especially with, with young kids looking for a job. I, I, was, I was at one time looking for a job, and everywhere I'd look, they'd say, hey, what kind of experience do you have? I had a business admin and urban planning degree, and everywhere I looked, what experience do you have? What experience do you have? And I wasn't finding the right experience to take that next big step into that first big job. And I realized, you know, let's just go get an internship. I thought I'd come here three, four months like a lot of people do. Um, and it really just, it really was a catalyst, a, a jumpstart to my career. And I, and I realized at the time, I met a lot of good people, a lot of mentors, even to this day, folks that I met back then were just um, some folks that were integrated into the island and they took me under their wing, really through some, some friends. Um, and then I've met some friends and, and my life just took off, quality of life, friendships, outdoor, outdoor uh, lifestyle, and one thing led to another. And I got a couple of promotions behind me and realized my career's pretty strong here. 
And you didn't bring a moose with you from Canada, no, no so moose, that's yeah, no, no moose, moose with you at no all. Do you still notes? do you still have the hat? Do you still have the mountie have, hat with my, you? Don't yes, they give you one yes, when you go to Canada? Absolutely. So when you're born, that's mm-hmm. how it works. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Everybody gets a mountie hat when they're born. That's what it's I a thought. secret. You just let our secret out. Well, you know, <laughs> well, now if the Canadian people come down and get us, we know why. <laughs> so this is what happens. Meanwhile, Alan was living a wonderful life in Hilton Head, just a regular guy, and said, hey, let's do something fun. Let's run for office instead. So. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny how that happens. And, you know, I, I got to give a lot of credit to my parents, right? Because, um, well, they're the ones that raised me, and, and uh, they taught me, you know, good values. And mm. if you if you love where you live, you give back. And and started that uh, when, after I came back from college. Um, you know, got involved with different organizations, and one thing led to another, and uh, here I am as mayor, and it's 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 quite quite interesting. Uh, it's it's I'm humbled by it. I'm, I'm blessed to be in this position, but uh, I've got a lot of good friends that won't let my ego get bigger than than my shirt. So, you know, they they keep me in check, and that's really important. What was that moment like? I was there with you when you sort of finally found out. But what was that moment like when you said, "Oh my God, this is really happening." It, you know, family was there. Uh, it, it was, it, it shocked me. I mean, I just, I, I can't describe the wave that came over me um, to realize that a community had just selected me to be their leader. And uh, it's the first time I've really talked about it. And I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It, it was unreal. Um, the, the love I felt was just amazing. And that's something that you got to keep with you throughout your tenure, right? Because, you were elected for a reason, and and if you forget that, wow, that'd be awful. But truly, truly amazing. I, that's all I can say. It was just great, <laughs> you know. But I'm not typically lost for words. But um, this is one. Mo- you know, the, that was a moment where I don't think any words could describe it. And for Mark, you you said no. I'm going to leave for a little bit. Go over to that town across the bridge, just right. so we know. Well, I guess we call it Bluffton is what right. we call it, right? Absolutely. And then said you had a chance to come back, mm-hmm. and said I want to come back. What was it that drew you back here? Yeah, almost what I'm hearing from from Mayor Perry here is the same overwhelming feeling I've had. You know, at the end of the day, this is a, a great place we all live in, and I always. You know, just a, a person that moved here didn't really choose between Hilton Head and Bluffton. My, my career was here. My kids are in school here. My mother-in-law is, is working here. My wife and all our network and friends are here. But Bluffton was special to me. But at the time, I realized and I thought, I, Hilton Head, I could help Hilton Head and, and go to the next step in my career in Hilton Head a little differently than I was in Bluffton. I've been there a long time, was there about 13 years as, as, a, as a long stint. And I just looked up and, and took a deep breath and realized that Hilton Head had a lot of opportunity in the future from its capital projects to the environmental programs. And it was a challenging opportunity to think about replacing uh, or, or, or filling in where, where Steve Riley left off, right? You know, his some big shoes to fill and a legacy of a person. Steve was a town manager as I was an intern. And so he was the boss, but also through the years, a friend, a mentor, a colleague. And, and the, at the time, it was just, it was almost too good to be true. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it for a while. And, I, and you say goosebumps. It, it took me a while to not have that m- emotional reaction to it where you drive down the, the road and you're like, did this really happen? <laughs> um, is this really happening? And so it's just, just a blessing. It's a blessing to my wife, my kids, 
our family, and it's where it started. You know, the, the, the good feel-good story for me is, you know, I, I moved here. I moved here with my mountain bike as an intern, and I thought I was going to be here for a few <laughs> months. Left my moose hat at home. I thought I was going to go back to it, and, and here I am many years later. Did you really think you'd go back to Canada at some point? I did. Um, I thought I was going to go work in Toronto or work in some city in, in real estate or in, in, in some sort of business venture. Um, but really, Hilton had, once you're here, you know, you're here. I, I moved away for a little bit. In 1999, I moved back to Canada for a couple years and worked as a consultant in Michigan and did that inter, international everyday travel from Windsor to Detroit, uh, living up there. But once you left, once I left, I realized, wow, what a, what a great quality of life, good people, lots of friends, and a lifestyle that people work their, you know, a lot of their life to either a vacation here for a week or two or retire here. Why, why am I not here if I can be right now? And that's always been my mindset. Well, and we poke fun, but officially Mark mm -hmm. is a United States yes. citizen as well. Yes. So this is actually a yearly checkup. You're going to have to sing the <laughs> national anthem here on the podcast if you'd like to stay a citizen. So I hope you understand that. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You got that for yeah, you. Thanks. Thanks, Meanwhile, Alan just has to drink a Budweiser to stay. Yeah. He'll okay. be fine. All so right. it's good. all good with that. <laughs> so. I appreciate the, the, the filtering. Um, thanks for being kind to me in your first podcast. Well, it's, it's yeah. our first podcast, sir. Everyone yeah. together on yeah. this one. So, I mean, for you, Alan, it's 50 plus years. Is there one thing you can point out and say, I can't believe when I walk around the island, this is what it used to be compared to what it is now? Wow. Wow. I mean, there um, may be many too. I mean, yeah. I know it's simpling symbols, restaurants and, and establishments, but it's the bridge. It's everything. It, it, it really is. And, you know, what we're seeing now is the redevelopment of some of the original places. And, you know, I look at, you know, like the old plantation club you know, in, in Sea Pines. You know, that was a place that we would frequent often and, and sneak in and swim at night. But, um, you know, to see that gone is, is really crazy. But what it's replaced with is just as beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, there, there's all kinds of different things. And, you know, I, I remember when there were no stoplights, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you look at that. And now, I don't know, 13 or 15 or something stoplights. Um, two lanes, the dirt roads, and now things are being built up. Um, there's, the redevelopment is what really needs to happen to this community in that 60 years a lot of those buildings are, right? And um, while we hang on to the past, we've got to look to the future and say what's coming, right? And how are we going to be proactive in allowing the, the next beautiful things that our, my grandkids can go, oh, we remember Hilton had when. Right, because that's where we pass it off to the next generations. But, you know, that history takes us to the future, and that's what I'll always remember is, you know, the, the quality of life, right? Um, you ask why you live here, and it's 10 years old jumping on a bike and, and riding around and living in a safe community. Um, but that's what I remember most, right? It's not the changes, but it's the lifestyle. And that quality of life is still here, and it's going to be here for generations. Because I look at that from, I was here first 18 years ago or something to cover yeah. the heritage when I was in TV and just driving up and, you know, it was the outlets and then it basically went to Hilton Head, two or three things and that was it. Right. And now you drive down the road in both cities, especially down here and the difference. I mean, for you too, being an intern here, oh. then coming back, you know, 15 years later sure. and going, wow, what, what the change that is. Right. Absolutely. When I first moved here, you know, Lots has changed. I always remember still going to the mall, and it's it's nice to be you know here where I have some of those memories of what was here. I didn't just arrive 
a few years ago. Um, and and that's, that's the greatest part of Hilton Head Island. If someone asked me when I first got here, you know, what do you see Hilton Head in the future? And I said, hopefully exactly like it is right now. But, but there are so many opportunities to redevelop um, some, of, some of the properties that are getting a little older and they're vacant. And, you know, we have all those issues in front of us, all those, all those, all those elements that we're talking about in our comprehensive plan, our strategic plan, things we're thinking about as we're building our budget right now. Um, it's for the future, but it's, 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 uh, it's managed growth. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, the future is obviously, like Alan was talking about, too, is the key to what we do. A lot of that, too, is one of the biggest things has been workforce housing, what we're dealing mm -hmm. with, and mm -hmm. that there's a challenge to that. As much as you want to, to push that forward, you have to do it right, is what right. you've talked about, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what what are we trying to accomplish? This is something we talk about all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, what is, what is where does where, town council want to go with this? What is What's important? What are we trying to accomplish? Are we trying to do... And we trying to be everything to everybody. Um, sometimes if you're not refined in your approach, um, nothing gets solved. And so I've talked about North Point for a long time. I think that we're really close to executing that development agreement and moving on with some of this key work. But at the end of the day, we do have a real issue with um, our workforce needs to be able to live in this region in a, in a healthy way, in an affordable way, so that we can uh, we can continue to thrive, right? Well, and for you, Alan, the word that everybody's got to learn is patience, which isn't a Hilton Head trait by nature, is it? So, yeah, you know, um, somebody asked me what the biggest challenge has been being mayor. Well, it's patience, right? Yeah. Because bureaucracy is real, and trying to get seven people to to make a decision, um, a good decision, a strong decision, and moving projects forward, it takes time. And yes, patience is. A virtue, and uh, you know that's that's important for us to really talk about because you know the, the project North Point it's been in the process a little over a year year now a year and a half, and when it's done, 25, 26, somewhere around there it'll be spectacular. But we need it today, right? Yeah. You know how do we address that? What's the interim? And you know how do we create more workforce here? Um, how do we create the housing here? And so that's the that's the real challenge that we face. Yeah, especially with that public-private ideal, because everybody's saying, why aren't the private companies getting involved? Well, it's it's things like words like density show up and some of those things, too, to explain it out. That's why you said the town must step up and do this, didn't you, Mark? Yeah, I, I think that we have a tremendous opportunity with the property that's next to the post office. It seems to be in a in a great location. It's, it has no encumbrances in terms of any preservation conditions on it. And it's also in an area that are close to the schools, close to the island wreck, close to off island, not quite, not quite um, buried um, deep into um, some community where it's, where it's hard to get to. So I, I think that uh, the opportunity there is a public-private partnership. We obviously can't figure this out by ourselves. And a developer, in my opinion, obviously can't figure this out by themselves. That, that's the grace, that's the brilliance of public-private partnerships, right? P3s, as they call them in the industry, across the country. Mm -hmm. Hospitals work with universities. Municipalities work with school districts. Municipalities work with housing developers. So um, I'm, I'm excited. We spent, a, we spent a good amount of time this week just really refining that development agreement and... Uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to 
wrap my head around bringing this forward for uh, consideration in the April and May timeframe. You know, really the the hard part of it is that we aren't real estate developers. We own land. We have grant dollars. Um, we're relying upon the development community that's relying upon the capital markets and the mm-hmm. and the financial mm-hmm. markets right now. And so the, the, the blip on that radar is, is obvious. Rates are up, uh, troubled assets in the big cities, and all of that is a, is a filter into a project like this. We valued this project and started to wrap our head around it. It's in excess of $40 million capital investment on the developer's end. And so I'm excited, though. Um, we think that town council has been aligned. Um, we have a, a group of folks, our North Point group of, of, of folks that have been appointed by town council, and they've been instrumental. They've been a, so helpful to me to try to understand the, the banking, the financing, the development side of it, the people side of it. Um, so stay tuned. I, I know I've been talking about it a long time. I haven't talked about it, talked about it as much lately because our heads have been down trying to figure out the markets and putting a development agreement together, a, a, a workforce housing mm-hmm. agreement together, so to speak, um, and bring that forward. And while it's still a little bit away, we have to admit that somewhere, I think it's really sparked some people that, that you know too and have been around this area for a long time when you look at what the Richardsons have done while mm-hmm. Surge is growing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the North Point development really has said, oh, okay, well, the town's doing something. It's our turn to try to make a difference. Sea pines <clears throat> for that matter too. Yeah, it, it, you know, the need is there, right? And the realization that something has to be done. And also back to your question earlier, you know, patience, <clears throat> um, the town can't do everything. You know, we, we are not directly in the housing business. You know, we are housing facilitators. We are here to help with this, these projects, to move them forward. Um, so, yeah, it's absolutely wonderful that you've got the Surge Group, the Richardson Group, Sea Pines, and others that are stepping up to do something on their own. And we need more of that, you know, mm-hmm. as we talked earlier about redevelopment. You know, let's look at some of these commercial spaces. And, and as I mentioned the council the other day, you know, as, as our opportunities to acquire land starts to diminish, because there's not as much open space um, that, that would be available, we need to start looking at commercial space. You know, how can we start to acquire that for the purpose of revitalization and housing? So, you know, that's, that's down the road a little bit, but we do need that private sector to come in and, and help. That's what's really interesting when we go to that sort of behind-the-scenes idea. Everybody sees council or sees the, the statements that they make there. There are dozens and dozens of hours on both staff, staff and then council behind the scenes, all within the law, of course, but that have to go in before you ever get to a point that you can make a decision in front of the public. That's right. Hundreds, thousands of hours. I mean, it's um, there is a tremendous amount of work between staff and council and the general public yeah. as to what's going on. So it, it's you, you couldn't tell the story, right, because people would go, I don't believe it. But it's, you know, it, it is a tremendous effort. Mark, give me a sense behind the scenes. What's that like when you're facing off with the mayor and council with something that, that's relatively controversial, something like this or some of the other ones? What goes through your head as you're trying to say, this is great, but now I have to sell it to them? Right. It, it's 360 degrees, right? You know, I'm, I'm in place not to be the eighth member of council and, and, and tell them all where we're going. It's, some of it is, you know, what's our recommendation? What's our, our best knowledge? How do we bring that forward? But also, I'm, I'm in a position where... Yeah, I, I really feel it important that I listen, right, twice as much as I speak. And I always say that, two ears, one one mouth. It's really listening to counsel and trying to understand where there's commonalities and trying to understand where where, where there aren't. Um, and so that we can advance what makes sense, but advance the best the best foot forward. It's not always it's not always perfect, it's not always unanimous. 
Um, but whether it's North Point or pickleball at our recent <laughs> uh, park workshop or, or soccer or a public pool, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, I'm there to support town council, bring them the information, bring them all, everything I possibly can. And I have a great team. It's not me bringing it forward. It's, it's a bunch of folks on, on the team there. It's Sean Cole and Josh Gruber, Missy Lewick. Depending on the topic, we know, we, we know who needs to be at the table to provide that input. You know, building agendas, you know, that, that, that takes the most time. Trying to figure out when we're ready, are we ready, and are we aligned, are we moving it forward properly, and there's three committee, there's three committee agendas a month, two town council meetings a month, workshops, strategic plan workshops. You know, it's just a lot of hours, you know. We're, we're, I think I have a black belt in logistics at this point um, in terms of moving things forward. So it's not just the work, it's about punching it in the end zone. I've, um, so. Thanks for bringing up pickleball. Our numbers just went up by a thousand in Hilton Head just by mentioning the word, I yeah, think. Absolutely. So after seeing some of the meetings and just mentioning pickleball and people start to get excited out here with everything yeah, going on. Yeah. So pickleball players, both of you at this point? Not, not yet. Not yet, huh? I played, I played a bit. Have you? you I don't know how to keep score. I'm just going to go with how I'll learn that over time. But I played a lot of tennis in, in, in my life. So pickleball didn't seem to uh, be that much of a transition. Alan's too big on the water to, to go on to the I, tennis court. I'll get out there. Don't worry. I'll get out there. Yeah, that's how you get reelected. It's probably by playing pickleball out no, there. No, building pickleball courts. That's how <laughs> that's you get reelected. We have yeah. been challenged. We truth. actually didn't end up going for whatever reason it was. He, he had uh, knee surgery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. A couple A couple <clears throat> guys were invited us to go play and, okay. and of course I, yeah. I might have started some uh, trash talking back and forth in a text <laughs> message and then it never happened so we do have to put that back yeah, on we the do. books. Got to put so, that back someplace on the books. Yeah. Is that what surprised you about being behind the scenes going back just for a second would be what you know walking in his marin did you realize exactly what it all entailed since you hadn't been there the whole time? You know um, I had a good idea but no I mean unless you walk in those shoes you really don't know. Um, is it more than I expected? Not really. Um, is a little bit deeper than I expected? Yeah, it is, and um, which I love, right? I, I, I'm an information junkie, so I love getting down in the drudges and understanding and figuring out how things work, and then, you know, listening to that process of them making the suggestions that that might spark a thought and go, hmm, that does work. That works better or not, right? But um, it, for those that think that you can walk into it and just go. It's not the case, you know. Um, I told Mark over the holidays, I took about two weeks off just to regroup from the past year, right? Mm-hmm. What what did I do right? What did I do bad? What did I do well? Um, how am I going to move forward in, in 24? You know, how am I going to lead in 24? And, and what's the style going to be? And how am I going to let it affect me? And how am I not going to let it affect me? Um, what does my time look like? You know, so there's all these things you've got to put into place while making certain that you communicate to your community as to what you're doing to help benefit and grow and, and live up to what your, your campaign promises. And, um, you know, it takes time to do that, but it's, I see it moving in that direction that we're really looking out for our future. Biggest thing you learned in year one that you're taking into year two? Um, have a bigger can of Teflon spray, you know, (laughs) because, uh, people come after you, um, which is okay. You know, that's what the position entails. And, uh, I don't necessarily feel it as, as an attack on me personally, um, but it's maybe not moving fast enough. It's maybe changing your mind on something. Um, but you learn throughout the process and you adapt. And, uh, but, but learning to let things go, right? Just to push it aside and, okay, how do, what are they saying? 
and how do we take that and turn it into something positive and move forward? Yeah, that's good. Mark, from coming from one side to the other, what was that first year and turning around going, wow, I didn't realize this or what did I learn in that first year? You're now three years in, so. Yeah, three years in, into my, into going into my fourth year right now. You know, the first year was was a year of just really listening and making a couple adjustments. You know, I, I had a great team to begin with. I had a town council and started to realize that perhaps the folks that were some elected already and the folks that I came here to work with and for um, weren't going to seek election. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it, it's part of my style to have a really solid strategic plan. You know, I did explain it's like we inherited, a, I inherited a, a great football team, pick them, right? Whether it's Detroit Lions or <laughs> somebody else with the, the, the Dallas Cowboys, whatnot. It's just, if you don't have a playbook, you know, it's just chaos. Everybody's just running around trying to do something valuable, trying to trying to all come together. And so, you know, I've I've just my style to slow down to go faster. It's just part of my DNA at this part of my career. So first year was great because I got to listen. I got to reconnect with a lot of folks that you know knew me from a different position, a different vantage point, and then really to reconnect with this community. Um, last couple of years have been great in the sense that. I think we're really digging in and starting to go in the direction we want to go in. It's less reaction, right? Our agendas, we're, mm-hmm. you know, you talk behind the scenes, but three months of agendas, you know, picture public planning, community service, uh, finance administration, two town council meetings, a strategic plan workshop, a quarterly workshop. We have, we have agendas till June right now. And so we know um, what, what the staffs, what my staff's ready to bring forward and what town council should be thinking about till June. And so from that perspective, I think that's more in place today than ever. We have a great team. You know, I can't say enough. Uh, great, great teams have great people. And the, the town staff, the folks that are there are committed to this community, whether they live in Beaufort or Bluffton or Hilton Head or somewhere in between. They're really, really all in. And I think that's one thing that's really starting to matter at Town Hall. Whether you walk into the customer service center, they want to help you. It's not a job, it's a career. And, and that's something I've really focused on there, right? Having you come on board mm-hmm. has, been a, has been a gift and a blessing because we're, we're, we're thinking for the future. We're thinking a little differently than we used to think a lot differently. Um, in, in, in the way we've created a Department of Public Safety with real community code officers um, at the beach, on the pathways, um, on nights and weekends looking at short-term rental issues, new Department of Communications so that we're getting our message out differently. You know, press releases are great, but how effective are they? So from my perspective, um, it's been great the last while to really put that plan in place and start seeing it gain some traction, where what we're doing is now more automatic and in the norm rather than brand new. Just so we all understand, I do have an open mic, so he has to be nice to me during this time. So we, you know, just so we understand ourselves. Absolutely, but, uh, that's our, the point. Yeah, you know, and right. he is a better leader for the town than he is for some soccer team who has yet to take home the title. No, so we've, we've won one of the years. One as a communications director, you need to do your research. Oh, okay, I'll work on that for you. So we got one soccer title out of it we at have, least. So. We have one, ladies and gentlemen, with you one as title. the head coach. Yes, sir. Okay, I just want to make yeah, sure. So I'm bringing. You I'll can bring a, the trophy the next I'm, time. I'm so. just going to take a picture of it and send it to you later tonight. 
right? So not quite the same. <laughs> Soccer so. season starts uh, in in a in a few weeks, so not we're getting, you're, we're you're ready, ready for, that. for it. I know. So. Yeah, it's it's been fun. It's it's a lot of fun to to coach my son and and and, and kids and and see some parents and be at the park. I I laughed at the pu- recent public workshop we had on on Chaplet Park. I'm I'm almost an expert because I see how the kids are using mm. it. I see where we're parking. I, I see how it's interacting. So it's kind of a little internal joke at, at the office. So. Well, that's what's really cool about it is with only 12 miles to deal with, it's nice yeah. because you can see everybody in one day and you know exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not an area that you haven't spent any time with or been to. That's true. Uh, and there's not a place I go that I don't see somebody I know, so. <laughs> that's true. which is great. You know, that's the community, right? Mm-hmm. That's why you have a boat, so you That's, can get out there. It's hard to catch you on the water. If they, if they pull up next to you on the water, then they know they're serious about That's right. it somewhere. Yeah. So. No, it's a great place to be, though. But, I mean, we, there's a lot of time we'll have to talk about policy and things like that, but we yeah. want to get to know you guys a little bit. But yeah. also, you've gotten to know each other very well yeah. in the year so yeah. far, too. Absolutely. I mean, a good working relationship, a lot of positives here. So we're going to do a little game. All right. We're going to do a little newlywed game, as it was, <laughs> but that's too old for most of the kids. So, you know, so we have to get a sense of how well do right. Alan and Mark know each other oh boy. after one year. Okay. All right. Okay. Right. So, Alan, you get to answer first. Okay. Mark, you Gosh. wait to hear his answer. How old is Mark? 52. And? 52. Very good. All right, how old's Alan? 57. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I said 52 earlier in my defense. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Thank God. That doesn't help now. Now that the mics are on, you messed that one up. So, Alan, you are? 58. He had to think about it, by the way, just so he understands. 59 is coming up soon. He That's only, why. And he looks 57. So yeah, I appreciate He that. looks 57. Good try to save on that one, so... All right, Mark, who's Allen's favorite sports team? Gamecocks. Got it. That would be the one, huh? Do they have a chance? Uh, They're building something? Everybody has a chance. (laughs) (laughs) You mean I have a chance? chance. Okay, and for Mark? Well, there's choices. There's choices, right? You know, you can go hockey or you can go football. Right now I'm going to go football because it's just so easy because his his analogy has been go for the go for the field goal. Go for the field goal. So Detroit Lions. There we go. The Lions, you take the Lions over the Canadians if you had a choice. The Canadians, the Habs. There's, there's nobody that can replace the Habs. That's what I was so, thinking. But right now, for today, that's a great, That's the best answer. Do you want to explain icing to us at some point? Because we I, have no idea in the South how to figure that out. That's, so. like, that's like the fourth podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do it yet. Right. So that's one of those things. So, so if you, okay, if Alan could play a sport, what sport would he play? Or what he'd be best at? Soccer. Yep. Really? Yep. You were were you a soccer player yep, growing up? I was. Yeah, I went to college and played soccer. Okay. Until I got injured, so um, actually won the state championship when I was at Sea Pines Academy here. But uh, yeah, there you go, trophy right there, pretty good fix. Yep. Where did you go to school, so everybody knows? Uh, first year was Anderson Junior College, and then uh, College of Charleston. Very good, good school. Staying in South Carolina, oh, absolutely important. So, yeah. well, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Do we assume that Mark played would play soccer, or is there <laughs> something else in there? I, I you know, got to go hockey. Would you play hockey if you had a chance? Oh, I'd play them all. It's hockey, well, soccer, which basketball. <laughs> you mean professionally? Yes. Oh. If you could be a professional athlete, what would it be? Any sport? Any soccer. Sport. Soccer. Yeah. Okay. By far. You'd be a professional <clears throat> soccer player. You know, By the money's far. in other things, so. Uh, not necessarily. Well, unless you go to Europe. So. Yeah, right. That's different. That's true. But That's once we was, bring the, the soccer teams yeah, I was here. thinking more Juventus. Yeah. <laughs> Juventus. That's like the sixth podcast we're going to start yeah. talking soccer for yeah. somebody around here, and yeah. especially European soccer someplace. Okay, Alan, what's his favorite band? Oh. 
favorite band. Wow. I'm going back to the um, Christmas party and the questions <laughs> that were asked there. Oh. <clears throat> well, I forgot uh, that's true. I didn't even think about the Christmas yeah, party. Yeah, and one, so. um, I don't know. I'll say Depeche Mode. <laughs> <laughs> Likes a little emo rock out there, huh? And it's a wrap. And it's a They wrap. were once friends, now no longer. This is the first and last podcast we'll do today. I'm sorry. I we hope were you enjoyed doing it. so great. My gosh, that that's puts me under pressure. I don't you don't have know. one band, if you went to a concert for any band in the world right now, who would it be? Well, it's kind of the, I'm kind of old school a little bit. You two, um, Depeche Mode, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> YouTube Pearl Jam, I've been to a, a okay. few. So what's Alan's one and only, you think? What's your favorite band? It's got to be some sort of country music band, especially with your excitement that we had with the recent Hilton Head Island uh, jams uh, last last year. We'd like to keep this under an hour if you could answer the question, <laughs> sir. It's, uh, you know, know, we don't have extra can, time. Can I pass? Some, some country band. Pick, pick one. What is it? Well, so there we go. you're right. Yeah. Um, I do listen to more country, but I, I do go the old school route, right? Uh, back to the 70s music. Um, but right now, you know, I, I'd have to go Chris Stapleton or, oh, yeah. or, or uh, yeah, somewhere yeah. in that realm. Yeah. But, you know, those guys that came in through the music festival mm -hmm. were, were pretty doggone yeah. special. Yeah, they were special. That Stapleton new album's really good. Yeah. So that's a very good one. For Mark, Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, or Beyonce? Oh, easy. Oh, you got to go Taylor Swift. Swifty. You, you're, you're, are you a Swifty? <laughs> well, not quite, but did you, did you pay for Jackie and Jackie no, and to go to go no, to the concert? So. No, not yet. Not so yet. So my, my my daughter has gone went this year and she's going to the last concert <laughs> over Thanksgiving weekend. I think up in some, maybe Detroit or somewhere up in that oh, area. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. she got was lucky to get one of those tickets. That's amazing. So yeah. that's quite an event that's going on with Taylor Swift at this point. So. Yeah. What's our feeling with Taylor Swift and Kelsey? Is it a st is it a stunt or is it a real thing? I, I think it's real. They're coming here for heritage. There right? go. They're gonna boost it up. Why well, don't we invite there them? We go. Bring them now. There we we go. can invite them, right? We can yeah, invite St. Patrick's Day Parade coming up. Oh, right? even, yeah. we can't make them the Grand Marshals, though, can we? <laughs> Good. Why Good. not? Yeah. You have pull in that committee, so there's a possibility out yep. there. So, um, where did Mark meet Jackie? Oh, wow. So it, it, it's interesting because um, that's when I first met Mark is when he, he uh, and Jackie started dating. Where did they meet? Where was it? Um, uh, boy, I know. And, and, and it's just not coming to me right now. Sorry. I'm going to say it, it was at a, at a bar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Jackie heard that. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I knew Jackie's as folk. I knew, I knew her folks, her, her mom and stepdad, before I knew Jackie. So I, I, I met her through her parents. But one of the nights we went out, you're, you're right, it was at the Old Spice. Then it became a different name. Yeah. Um, Eat, I believe it came, became. We, we went out. I went out, and, and she was there. So That's where the magic happened. That's, huh? that's, uh, that's where it all started. And then you have to do the story. Do you know the Al story of Alan and Kathy? So. High school. Yeah, I, High school. grade school. Grade school, back, yeah. in, the, back in the day. Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing story for anybody who doesn't know it. So yeah, yeah. It, it is. So you know, Kathy moved here in '68. Her dad was the first paid firefighter, first fire chief, and her dad and my dad were best of friends. We went to school together, um, grew up as friends, acquaintances, and then we both went off our separate ways. And then she came back to town uh, 13, 14 years ago now, and um, just happen chance we reunited, and here we are, 
yeah. you know, years later. Sports gambling apparently is headed to the ballots over in Georgia right now. They just approved this as we're taping this today. So, oh. so the question that I have for you guys is, who's going to win the Super Bowl? You know, I, I think I got to go with uh, the Chiefs or the team that's wearing red. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Narrows it down. So always a politician, no matter what you do. You can't yeah. even choose a team. No, they the don't Chiefs. belong here. Yeah, now that the Eagles are out and the Lions are out, is is there a Super Bowl being played? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pick, you know, old school Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers. They don't play there anymore. I know. They, that, heard so they retired. Okay, no. They still, did retire. Yeah. So. But still. But we played our little game. It was a fair game. It was Not fun. Too bad. That so was that was fun. the point. So, I mean, just sort of the last time, you know, you've got two more years ahead of you. Yep. Three. And three, three, technically. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and you've got a couple hundred more if all goes well. Both Hopefully. of you do if yeah. all goes well, depending. So what's that last thing that you say, here's what I want to accomplish, whether it's this coming year or in the rest of this term before sure. the next time happens? I'll let you go first, Mark. Sure. Um, Good thinking. He, he can think a little bit more. I saw how that happened. Yeah. Big picture. I want to, I want to start. I want to finish what we've started. I mean, we've started a lot, right? We've, we've, we've started and launched an, an update. Uh, and, and, and kind of a deep dive into pieces of our land management ordinance. We said that we would bring some workforce housing units to the table through a um, public-private partnership. We said we would build out our parks, Chaplin Crossings, Patterson, Taylor, um, Shelter Cove Phase 2. We would bring parks, open spaces. We'd, we'd finish some of the pathway works we started. And we have to really focus over the next few months, several months, on the William Hilton Parkway Gateway Corridor, right? It's not just a bridge to the island. It's not just not a corridor through a neighborhood. It's it's a it's an it's a it's a big piece of who we are as an island. It's not just a transportation six lane road or whatever you have it. So we have to really finish what we started. There's a lot of our future at stake with just those pieces of the puzzle right there. So. Um, that's really where my, my focus has been. I spent a little bit of time just getting organized um, at, at our staff level of January through June, trying not to make too many decisions at once so I can help mm-hmm. council make decisions. Um, and so that's kind of where my head's at. We have to focus uh, month to month on some of these uh, big, big heavy items so that we can put them past us and or, and or at least get on with them. Well, and you brought up 278. I mean, you're really working with the community on this mm-hmm. one. Since you brought it up, I was going to leave sure. it alone. Yeah, so, but sorry, you brought it up, a, but it's important to yeah, get out there. Yeah. You're working with the community members. You're even having meetings to try to make sure as many people will be. No, You can't solve everything, but no. you're hoping that everyone will be happy with whatever decision is made. Yeah, this gets back to the whole 360 degrees. You know, there's residents first and foremost on the side of the road that have lived there for a very long time their impacts. What are their impacts? What are their mitigations, if any? Um, and then there's the road network itself. So we have a few things going on. Yes, we're, we're, we continue to meet and work with Beaufort County and the Department of Transportation in, in that regard. And we are also continuing to work on, everybody calls it the William Hilton Parkway end-to-end independent analysis. So it's a long-term to really say that we are taking a look at the data, right? The trips, the projections, and the options and opportunities to improve that road and improve the, the throughputs, you know, it affects everything. It doesn't just affect workforce, it affects travel to and from our island regardless. Um, 
And so we're doing that, and that work's going to come together into March and April of this year. So. All right, you had your time to think about it, Alan. Sure. So yeah. now, now, you, now you've actually got to come up with something. So no, it's all good. Um, you know, so last year we were we were great at buying property, and um, that while that is so important for our future, uh, we didn't move projects forward. And you know, last year was a big learning year for me and council. So you, know, you ask what I want to see, and it's their job to execute, but it's our job to, to have the policies in place to make certain that one, everybody's safe and everybody's protected. And then that we protect our quality of life. And that means so many different things. So as a council and as a leader of council, it is about showing the leadership that the community wants to see. And that we're giving them the directive and the opportunity to fulfill those projects and the, and the needs that we've set forward. So that means having the proper budget, having, allowing him to have the proper staff in place, allowing them to do the, the, the right analysis to make certain that we're going in the right direction. But overall, you know, one of the big things that I want to have is that a council that really works together. And I've been using an analogy lately with councils that we're, tr we're all trying to get from A to B, right? And we're all using Google Maps to get there. But we have different stops along the way that create different challenges. Well, we've got to be able to talk about those challenges with respect and understand the philosophy and the beliefs that one has into their decision. And whether it's with yours or not, you have to respect it. And that's one thing that I really want to bring forward because the community needs to see that. They need to see that they've got a council that listens to each other, works together, and doesn't meddle in this day-to-day -day business of the town. You know, we're a $130 million company that helps generate billions in revenue. We are the number one beaches. We are the number one communities. We have the most beautiful, you know, it goes on and on and on. It's our responsibility to take care of that and make certain that we're giving them the right tools to take care of it. And, you know, over the past year, you've come on board. That's about transparency, making mm -hmm. certain that the community is aware as to what we're doing and how we're doing it and getting the message out as much as possible. You know, we brought on a housing um, you know, uh, position, director of housing, and, and that's to make certain that we're addressing housing from all aspects, to make certain that the community is moving forward. You know, we allowed them to bring on an environmental, you know, management person, and that's to make certain that our shorelines and, and everything else is protected and done in a way that, resembles and reflects, really reflects our drive as a green community. So from a council standpoint, it's most important that we work together and respect each other because the community will pick up on that and they'll be happier where, you know, with where they live. Absolutely. Well, we hope everybody's happy with living on Hilton Head Island is what you guys are doing, what everyone's doing to try to get that together. We hope to continue this and offer oh, yeah. some more insight into town government, what's going on, maybe some of the leaders from the area, <laughs> also to bring on and get some questions answered for you. We still need a name of yeah. the podcast, yeah. so that's going to be important as well. So rock, we'll paper, figure scissors. That's rock, paper, scissors. For, <laughs> that's not the name of the podcast, though. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Rock, paper, scissors <laughs> I, can't I, be I the name. I kind of like the name. I thought, I thought that paper, was the name. That's, um, but see, then people think that's how you choose to do things in town and okay. it ends badly for All everybody. Right, thank See, you. This thank is why you. I'm the communications person thank and you're you. not. So yeah, true. This Good is point. how this works. So <laughs> Great point, we'll have a lot what more a coming ending. up in the coming days. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew Davis from Mayor Alan Perry for Town Manager Mark Orlando. Thanks for joining us.